think we're still recording. Are we? Yeah. Sheila's a big dumb dummy head. <laughs> I see Sheila the word head. thingies moving over there. <laughs> Sheila's left the room and she has left Jonathan and Sierra alone to their to their chaotic oh, goblin no. energy. <laughs> we're just big kids. Quick, shut the door and lock it before mom comes home. <laughs> when mom's away, the kids will play. There's our intro. No. <laughs> <laughs> where we geek out about everything, especially Uptown Sacramento. I'm your host, Sheila. I'm your host, Sierra. And I'm your host, Jonathan. If you are new here, we record in the podcast studio inside Sector 7 Salon, and you can find the salon at Sector 7 Salon on Instagram and Sector7Salon.com. You can find us at Blue Blocks Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at the blue blo- <laughs> at blueblockspod at gmail.com. So today we have Sam Greenlee, Executive Director of Alchemist Community Development Corporation. Hey, Sam. Hey. How are you today? <laughs> Doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me. Good, of course. We're so excited. But first, oh. so what's on the? What do we got going on for current events, Sheila? Let's see what's happening, you guys. <laughs> okay, so we have Third Eye Gallery is having a Frida Kahlo inspired art show on July twenty fourth. Free entry. Doors open at two p.m. to seven p.m. Hopefully, them Joneses is also going to have food. I don't know if that's true. Oh, I hope I'm so. just hoping they will also have Frida Kahlo in the building. Like, oh, an, I yeah. think it's an impersonator for like pictures and stuff. That's that's that. right. So cool. Super excited about that. Well, also, takeout. Uptown Takeout and Burley's Takeout now offering food on DoorDash. Soups convenient. Yeah. Soups. Literally soups. <laughs> <laughs> if you want soups, that's literal great. soups, call Burles. Burles. Mr. If you Burles. Want, what, what does Uptown Takeout serve? I've never been there before. It's but barbecue. I've, oh, so And yum. tacos, though. It's barbecue and really bomb tacos. Dude, the tacos yum. are fire bro and every so often they have like a special where they do like teriyaki chicken and rice mm-hmm. I'm like what oh what i had it it's really good yeah and it's honestly like carlos who owns go to bed and mm-hmm. diversity clothing but he mm-hmm. he's literally back there like barbecuing yeah mm-hmm. and it's seriously Living so good the dream they oh have like God. brisket they have tri-tip they have super good chicken a bunch of sides so we have like all barbecue like some real good tacos soups pies cool sodas like it, literally everything from uptown takeout and burley's takeout will cover all your cravings yeah. you now available on doordash anybody else mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. for the boulevard for all of your food needs right so we also have kong's live music friday night will be a funk jam with the brass band mm-hmm. from six to nine well, they're adding a bassist in too okay so, yeah, so it's, it's a like, little more funky with bass riffs and stuff and, and you were saying that this is kind of like one of the several offshoots that brass or sorry city of trees brass city of band. trees brass band I just, uh, I love them. This is one of like the little offshoot smaller mm. groups that they have tossing in a basis to make it all funky for today or it's, for Friday. Yeah, basically. And they, they have different members come play mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. instruments. They have a core group of people, but mm-hmm. not a, a, right. Not every time. You know, people can make mm. it every time to yeah, play. Yeah, so. yeah. But yeah, I saw on there they're adding a bassist in. Cool. Oh, super funky. Say that one more time, Jonathan. Super funky. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be fun. I'll probably be there. I love it. Soups funk. <laughs> Soups <laughs> funks. Um, Jonathan, yeah. mm-hmm. do you have it up? I do. All right. I have mine up too. 
right now. Okay, who's starting? (laughs) I'll go first. So what is the farthest you've traveled? So your past few weeks, people have gotten farther and farther away. uh, (laughs) I think you may have hit the max before you start getting closer again. So so England would be as far as I've gone. Okay, Uh, cool. Study abroad program where I actually met my wife. So you was that in college? It was. Yeah, that's awesome. So was she studying abroad too, or is she from there? She was studying abroad too. We're actually from the same college. We went in the same program and Mm -hmm. met each other through that. Oh, cute! Awesome. Very very cute. All right. So for the for the fan favorite question. And the most controversial. I think this is your favorite question, too. It's a fan favorite. <laughs> what is your favorite breakfast cereal? So this is a four-part answer. Oh, my God. Oh you know, boy. I'm ready. I'm okay, ready. you're uh, ready. All right. There, it would be Blueberry Morning, which no longer exists. Okay, I don't know that, that one. That was a post cereal that you can't find now. So now it's Honey Bunches Votes with almonds. Ooh, solid, yum. solid. Mm-hmm. Solid. Except Definitely. I never get the name brand. I always get... What? Knockoff? G- knockoff Generic. <laughs> so that, that's part three. Yeah, I love that. And part four is... If if you really want to elevate it to dessert, you mix in a little <gasps> peanut butter. Oh, so boy. like, so you do <laughs> peanut butter answer, and cereal, or peanut butter cereal and milk? Peanut butter cereal and milk, what? and then you, you stir, you chop it in. Do you like a, melt it wait, before you put oh it on? God. Oh, that'd be a good idea. No, I just have put it in and so it's and just stirred. Sheila's having a brain meltdown right now. No, I really am. I'm like, <laughs> so there's just like it's cold milk, mm-hmm. and you're just stirring in, just like yeah, it, it mixes. Butter. Yeah, you just it do does. a little chopping with your spoon and. You use crunchy uh, okay. peanut butter and you get that texture that Ooh. I know is so important here. So I was That'll help say, with your soggy thing. I think what you need to do is do the milk <laughs> and like... Spin in the peanut butter, right? Mm-hmm. And then put the cereal Do you just say spin in the peanut butter? <laughs> Whatever. Can are you, you, gonna, are you, you gonna describe get... <laughs> to me how you would spin Stir in peanut it. butter? Are Stir you going to get like a whisk? And just <laughs> yeah, I have like tiny little ones for hair color. Uh, true, true, oh, true. But true. I just want to know because like I feel like, like... Get the peanut butter, add a little bit of milk, no, and just, just like slowly add the milk. I'm stressed out about this because <laughs> I'm worried that if you put it all in at once, by the time I get the peanut butter mixed in, the cereal is going to be soggy. No, yeah, you just... You, you Except that it's not going to be perfectly distributed. You get little bites oh, with more peanut butter, some okay. less in it. Okay. So it's not it's like... A, it's a surprise at every bite. It's peanut butter surprise. Yeah. yeah. The tip is to lower your standards. <laughs> <laughs> That's my, my main life advice for everything. Yeah. Okay, Sam, I feel like you've come in and just like... Wow, with this cereal question. Because peanut, I've never yeah. heard of somebody putting peanut butter in their cereal. You have fully elevated the level that people need to come in and answer this question <laughs> at. That I, was amazing. I think and I might. the four parts, too. Right. <laughs> so good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try, I, I don't know with what cereal get. Well, he just told you, honey bunches of oats with almonds. No, but, but I, don't know if that's it. I don't know if that's it for me. <laughs> but I do want to try the peanut butter in the cereal. Yeah. I almost feel like I want it with shredded wheat. Ooh, yeah. Work. You know, yeah, I think that's what I want. But I'm going to I, you know, I'm going to do it my own crazy way. Yeah, I'm going to spin it in first. I'm telling you, <laughs> get the peanut butter in the bowl, warm it up a little bit, yes. like for like 10, 15 okay. seconds in the microwave. Okay. And then like get your little tiny hair, hair whisk. This is like a, an, a whisk, like a fifth of the scale as a normal whisk. Right. It's really it's tiny. tiny. <laughs> and you just warm up the peanut butter okay. and you slowly pour in the milk yeah. and whisk it all up. And then you have peanut butter milk. And I then you do add like cereal. this idea of peanut butter milk. I've never heard of it. I've never wanted it until now. You're welcome. Peanut butter milk. <laughs> yeah. We should make this. Dude. 
real. <laughs> Do you want in on this? Yeah. <laughs> You're opening doors that we've never thought to open before. <laughs> that was great. That's okay, perfect. Let's scrub all this. Uh, we don't want the patent to get exactly. taken. That's actually true. We patent need to delete. TM, TM, TM. All right. Question number three is what's your favorite superhero? Okay. So everybody says Spider-Man and for good reason. Yeah. That yes. probably would be my, if I wanted to do something a okay. little. Okay. Branch out. So, uh, you know, I'm a Marvel guy, uh-huh. but Blue Beetle from DC oh. uh, comes in and oh. because Blue Beetle is so like Spider-Man, uh-huh. but you also mix in some Venom and some uh, Doc Ock elements in this character. Oh, uh-huh. right. So if you're not familiar, I'm not. He's, uh, there are three different versions, but it's the Jaime uh, Reyes version who has a magical beetle that burrows into his back and can come out and make a suit for him. <gasps> oh. But it has oh, its scary. Uh, I don't like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it has a mind of its own, and so you get kind of that venom impact okay, there. Right, right. Um, and they have to learn to get along, and they have to learn who's in control at certain times. But Ooh. he has that strong uh, teenage family commitment, right. like Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and he's like a good a good guy. He is a good guy. Oh, he's got wings. I want to look up Blue Beetle. I'm currently looking at him. He's, Sam, he's you're cool. just teaching us so many things today. Yeah, really. I like this. Like I'm not that much into DC to be completely honest but like this could get me into it. Right. I mean, DC, the f- there's a few that are solid yeah. in DC, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, so. But they tend to overpower people a little mm-hmm. and then yeah. you lose that the vulnerability, oh, right. the relatability, and that's yeah. where Peter Parker gets everybody. Right, know? right. Yeah, uh, that's definitely true. Just all spider people. <laughs> all spider very, people. Very dear to my heart. <laughs> I mean, I bought the sneakers for Ghost Spider. <laughs> that's true. Spider people are my favorite, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Spider Gwen. Mm-hmm. Spider Gwen. Love her. I love Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Spiderman. Spiderman. Peterman's. Mm-hmm. Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our next question is your hometown. My hometown is Oakdale, California. Oakdale. Oakdale. Yeah, it's, uh, I always tell people it's right by Modesto, a uh, little okay. east mm-hmm. of the town. We know where Modesto is. So yeah, it's a small town, not quite as small as when I grew up there, but uh, born and raised in Oakdale and cowboy capital of the world. What? Yeah. Is it really? It is. Or they just call Still them- to this day? They call themselves that. They call themselves that. And so does a town in Texas. But um, several years ago, they had a contest to see who really deserved it. It was a silly contest. Like whoever sold the most raffle tickets. But uh, (laughs) but Oakdale won. Oh, Oh, they didn't actually ride bulls or anything like that? No, they do have a rodeo. Or like count cowboys. But this wasn't settled by rodeo. Yeah, cowboys ride cows, not bulls. I'm kidding. Oh, no, I didn't know. Aren't they the same family? Damn it. <laughs> They're both bovines. They're damn it. boys of the cow. <laughs> um, they ride horses. So Modesto, I always knew Modesto because of the water park that they had. Wasn't that? Or no, that was Manteca. That Manteca Mantica water slides. So I didn't. Yeah. Why do I know Modesto so much? Is it by Stockton? It is. Yeah, yeah it's kind past of. Stockton. It's a little bit further down, 99. So, so when did you move to Sacramento? So I moved here in 2014. Okay. Uh, so, so, so not too long ago. No, not that long ago. You know, did college in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Um, oh, wow. Cool. And then grad school in New Jersey. What? And then we moved back out this way. Nice. So what did you study? So I actually, my last schooling was at Princeton Theological Seminary. So a little different background what? than you often encounter. <laughs> I don't even know what wow. that is. So it's a, a seminary. So, you know, like a religious okay. um, graduate school, which is, yeah, people have very different ideas of what that means yeah, <laughs> when yeah. you come out that. The degree is a Master of Divinity, which sounds like a Harry Potter thing. I know. Uh, <laughs> it does. You know, so it's, it's very embarrassing potions? to put it on job applications. Like, uh, yeah, this is... They're like, wow, what MLM got you? <laughs> yeah. exactly. They're like, did you go to Hogwarts? <laughs> <laughs> the Harry Potter vibe comes up a lot when, when you mention that. So all of your schooling was like religious type yeah, degrees. That, yeah, philosophy, theology. Cool. Yep. So cool. Nice. Love philosophy. So do you collect anything? 
So I kind of have like a, a magpie brain where I would collect everything. Cool. Uh, cool. You know, like if we empty a jar, I'm like, mm, maybe we should yeah. clean that out and keep it because we might need a jar right? someday. Like every spaghetti jar in my whole yeah. existence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thankfully, my wife does not have that brain. And Love so uh, I don't end up. You with, don't keep everything? <laughs> with piles of everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I think plants, I would say. Oh, that's cool. a good have, one. Um, our yard is really heavily planted and mm-hmm. always on the lookout for new, interesting. And do you like plants potted plants? I do. I like to put them in the ground the most, though, because oh, okay. uh, my potted plants die a lot. Mm-hmm. It's the, the summer kills them. And do you have a specific type of plant that you lean towards more often than others? Or like are you just kind of like, leaves, gimme. Succulents. So I, I really like natives. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. We have a lot of natives out there. Our backyard, we have, have two little kids, uh, mm-hmm. two daughters. And so we put a lot of interesting plants back there. Mm-hmm. So if they're interesting visually oh, or smell yeah. or mm-hmm. taste, you know, if they're safe to taste. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> You're like deadly uh, nightshade back there or something. <laughs> yeah, we, we've kept those out for now. <laughs> that's that's cool. a good thing to collect i think yeah or i sure. like it i like sure. it because it's you know it's not it it serves a purpose especially if it's native they're native yeah because you know? they don't take as much water mm. like it's easier like low maintenance to take care of right. that's awesome i think i have a bad habit of wanting plants that take a lot of water and yeah i kill them all the time what's well, like, <laughs> like everything oh. you find at like home depot's nursery is like not right. selected for here right mm-hmm. yeah. Even like all of our succulents in the back, even though yeah. Sierra, I took offense when you told me they were dead because they're not. But I, I struggle. They're half if, halfway alive. Yeah, I have seen her water them twice but now that's what since succ- I started working succulents here. Succulents are always like halfway alive. Right. You water them twice a month. Exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> okay, Jonathan, what's your what's our last question? Last question is sorry, my computer died. Uh, same same as well, always. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when the zombie apocalypse happens, what would be your weapon of choice? And no guns. I've never been a big zombie story guy mm-hmm. but um giving this some thought i think i'd come with asset-based community development <laughs> uh, i think like, if, if i'm left on my own no matter what i'm I eventually run out of gas for my chainsaw or something but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know if we we get a, a few people together yeah. build some fences build some gardens oh my you god know, mm-hmm. we're uh Sam, we're gonna do okay it's about that zo- zombie home life yeah for real because <laughs> that's really build what it's it. about you have to get a team together mm-hmm. and you have to put up barriers nay not just a team a community a community. A community yeah you got to build something together that was always my favorite in the zombie shows mm-hmm. you know to see how they've well i don't know like may do or like figured out how to have a little living space mm-hmm. in you know a zombie world and you don't just want it to be people stuck together because you want them to care enough that when they get bitten they don't hide it oh right, right. right. I, I don't know why they always do that like they it's always, not a secret what happens yeah, yeah. And they think they're gonna be okay they're yeah. like no no not me like, i'm not turning into a zombie <laughs> yeah. oh, no it's fine it's, like, it's the middle of winter why are you sweating <laughs> they like always have that scene where they like check on it and it's just getting worse they like pull up their sleeve and how does nobody notice that <laughs> like damn you sure are checking your arm a lot <laughs> you're like let me see what you do you got a mosquito it? bite there friend it's just psoriasis over here <laughs> <laughs> strange to develop psoriasis so now. <laughs> so sam you don't watch any of the zombie stuff i don't really mm-hmm. i have some awareness i like i read the wikipedia article for every movie that comes out oh for sure you know yeah but, really yeah i like to know what the stories are but i just don't have time to watch all mm-hmm. the things so. no totally i like the array of zombies that we have like the slow zombies the fast moving zombies but i really it doesn't even have to be zombie for me it just mm-hmm. has to be like post-apocalyptic 
Can I get only slightly off topic? Of 100. I had a dream last night okay. that COVID turned into like an airborne brain-eating fungus. And we had to like survive a la Last of Us. They have like a lot of fungus-based zombies. It's really cool. But a shoot 'em up zombie game. Really good story. But I was like, like in my dream, like I knew that it was a dream. I was like, man, I'm so prepared for this. I know what my weapon of choice is. We talk about this on the podcast. You're like, oh, I'm getting awesome. my sword. Yeah, it ended up being a bow and arrow, even that's totally what? not what I would use in real life but no. like I, in thought, the dream I was like oh yeah Katniss Everdeen yeah, you totally thought you were Katniss <laughs> you can reuse the arrows too true true very true <laughs> um, no but honestly the arrow is so stupid right okay right. you have to be really good you have to have super good aim and then you have to retrieve the arrow you'll have time to practice by the way true true <laughs> <laughs> I'm like you have to find that zombie that you just shot in the head and Get your arrow out of there. We just got to start going to archery classes now, Sheila. And you're just going to run out of arrows. And you, like, want some, you want some rubbing alcohol for that arrow, too? Yeah. Because <laughs> if it, like, touches you. Yeah. They straight. always just, like, rub it on the pants. Yeah. Well, isn't that, like, a huge spoiler, though? Something that we find out in the series is that, like, it's not just if you're bit. Like, if you die, in what, you become, dead? I think oh, yeah. so. We, yeah, are, no, you're right. we are the walking dead. No, no, yeah, no. no. Yeah. You're right, because everybody has the virus. Yes, it's airborne. Them. You're totally right. Yeah. That's what I don't uh, feel like that's Dr. That much Jenner said that you find out later in the mm-hmm. second season or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it like happens. And soon. I haven't even, I've only watched like four episodes of the first series, but I did play the video games. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they talk I'm about so sorry. We, I, I, know. we like, I like how Sam, <laughs> Sam tells us immediately he's not into zombie shows and then we go on. <laughs> this is the most we've I ever talked about zombies. <laughs> You're trying yeah. to win me over on it. <laughs> did it work? We're doing the opposite of gatekeeping nerd stuff right now. <laughs> right. We're like, join us. Yes. Get in here with the guts. Okay, so, you know, you've listened to the podcast. You know, we like to know the Boulevard story, how people got involved in this community, how you kind of ended up here. And then, you know, tell us a little bit about your your job, your business and all that goods. Yeah. So I'm with Alchemist CDC or Alchemist Community Development Corporation, if you really just like talking. Uh, <laughs> we are a Sacramento-based nonprofit. We've been around since 2004 and we have kind of three big program areas that we work in. So we do CalFresh access at farmer's markets. Mm-hmm. So uh, people who have CalFresh, also known as SNAP or formerly known as food stamps, mm-hmm. um, they can use that benefit to buy groceries at farmer's markets. Oh, cool. that's amazing. And then there's an, a state incentive program that gets layered on top. So like your first $10 turns into another $10 to use at the market each week. Oh, okay. So it makes a big impact. So we, we are behind that in a lot of the markets around town. And then we have another program called Neighborhood Empowerment. We uh, believe communities have some of the best understanding of the problems in their community mm-hmm. and they also have some of the best ideas about how to solve them right so we kind of come alongside and help empower that mostly that's looked like um urban greening projects mm-hmm. right. uh, developing vacant problem lots into gardens and parks and then we have our uh, food entrepreneurship program called alchemist kitchen mm. which is the most relevant here okay. <laughs> but uh, always got to build to that one oh, totally. um, so this program exists to train equip empower entrepreneurs to start food businesses around the Sacramento region. We really focus on people who are low income or from historically disinvested under-resourced communities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is a a long intro, but this is what no, it takes. Please. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, really. So, uh, really get into it. We we have that program. It's broken in two parts. We have our Micro Enterprise Academy, which is a 12-week crash course on how to start and run a successful food business. So you get a lot of people who have, want to come into the food business who have a good idea or they have a really good recipe or a product, mm-hmm. but they have no idea what it takes beyond that. You know, right. family members say this, oh, okay. this barbecue sauce needs to be in stores. And, mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. Know, and but, it's like, there's so much yeah, more Yeah, between to it. point A and point B, they're like 10,000 steps. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. you know? So it's a program where we really expose people. We bring in experts from the community on different topics to to address those different 
elements of a food business. Our program managers help them develop their first draft of their business plan. So really get them that kind of good start going. And then uh, graduates from that program can apply to our incubator program where we take fewer people. It's, they go in for two to five years of individualized coaching. Oh, wow. So it's really tailored around their goals, their timeline, and actually get them started and running. So a lot of times that means helping through the permit process initially right. and then right. going from there. That program has been underway for about two years. We've had four cohorts go through. 89 people have gone through the Micro Enterprise Academy. We just accepted our more incubator people. So we've got 15. So all of that leads to uh, what we're also calling the Alchemist Kitchen because we'd like to confuse you, um, which is an actual kitchen. Okay. Um, and that is what we have here on the boulevard. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Which is actually on El Camino, but it's a block off the boulevard. Right, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, we're a block off the boulevard. Right, right. <laughs> that is so, so incredible. So this is so, so I'm so sorry. I have questions. Do people? I didn't come here for questions. So. <laughs> Girl, I only we are not give... accepting questions at this time. <laughs> so do people pay to go through this program? Yeah, we charge a small fee. It's uh, right now it's $300 to go through the program. It's a 12 week course, two sessions a week, and then the individualized coaching. Um, we went back and forth in the planning around whether or not we charge mm-hmm. and landed that we needed to partly people actually finish the course. I was going to say, like if someone's really serious. Yeah. They, yeah. People, other people drop off much right. more often. Right. And we also get $50 back at the end if you've complete oh, your business cool. plan. Uh-huh. Nice. So that's an incentive there too. And so one of the things we'd heard from a lot of the experts too was if somebody can't find a way to pull together that amount to start, then the, the chances just aren't good that they're going to be able to maintain. Yeah. Find yeah. the right resources to make this right. happen. To even, yeah, because it's going to cost so much money <laughs> to yeah. like once you're on your own. So it's high value, but yeah. So in that, this whole thing is a nonprofit. Yes. So, so how do you guys get, you guys get funding somehow like through just fundraising, private Yeah, stuff? we, we're very grant dependent. We, uh, we do a lot of grant writing. Cool. Um, especially this program. Yeah. Uh, we do have individual funders as well, which make up a, a good chunk, but overall our budget is heavily on grants. Of course, a lot of that goes back to the CalFresh, which mm-hmm. is, right. there's some, there's some state and government, uh, oh, cool. grants right. that help out. Yeah. That's mostly where that's coming from. And we're trying to develop it to be a little bit more self-sustaining. Yeah. So are you involved at all in like cooking? Are you like a into food or like, are you just kind of like got involved with this, with this nonprofit? So I, I like food and uh, <laughs> I like cooking at home, but yeah, I have no aspirations. Uh, you're not, a, you're not a chef, no, an and, amateur chef. And our program doesn't actually teach culinary skills. Mm-hmm. Um, we're expecting people to be able to make their product when they come in. Uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> we, we do help with like ingredient sourcing and recipe formation, that sort of thing. Right. Um, no, uh, we're really focused more on the business side of things. I so, see. Right. So someone needs to already know how to do all that. Yes. Uh, well, they, need guys, how, they need to know how to cook right. <laughs> their product. Yeah. yeah. They'll say, you know, I have this, this sauce that people uh-huh. tell me I need to sell or I really want to get a, a food truck going. Oh, okay. Um, so they're, yeah, they're all pretty much, they either want to make packaged goods for retail. Uh-huh. So your salsas and drinks and right. sauces, or they hope to have a brick and mortar restaurant mm-hmm. or they hope to do catering oh, okay. or food truck. Are there any businesses, um, food truck, recipe, whatever, otherwise that you can think of off the top of your head that we might know of that you can like, kind of like pump up yeah, that you've to go through your program? So we've got some people in our incubator who are in production and in business. I think you already know, uh, Chris Argaros from Boone's Red Onions. Uh-huh. Yep, we know the so. onion guy. <laughs> So, I, met, uh, I met him at the brewery. Hi, okay. Chris. <laughs> What's up? So he's in our incubator mm-hmm. and, you know, he's selling at the Midtown Farmer's Market. Mm-hmm. We've got Jasmine Bonilla. She's doing Jazzy Sauces Sauce. Ooh. I, I mess, Ooh. It's Jazz's Saucy Sauce. Oh, okay. Um, Jazz's Saucy Sauce. It's a, like an everything condiment. It's hard to describe because oh. the chain, flavor kind of changes based on what you use on. It's what? really good. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, and she's at the Thomas Farmer's Market, Oak Park Farmer's Market. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just going to list all the. There aren't that many who are in production yet. Yeah, go for it. Uh, we have Necknosh, which is, you might like these. They're like necklaces. Mm. Oh, just touch the microphone. Uh, <laughs> You're fine. They're necklaces that have pretzels strung on them. And so they're meant for kind of like beer festivals and that kind of oh, thing. So that your hands are free. So you stay fed life. at a brew fest. Oh my exactly. god! I love it. Yeah, I see people with those good. all the time. I wonder if it's the same person who makes they them. They probably are hers. I don't think. Because like, I've worked Capital Brewfest and I see a bunch of people with these pre- oh, yeah. pretzel that, that was necklaces. Certainly her. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's there has to be only one person doing that. Yeah. She's a genius. <laughs> she is. And then uh, in in COVID when. Her entire business dried up. Mm. Um, oh, she pivoted sucks. and was doing like dipped pretzels okay. and doing like nice. holiday themes and stuff like that. So those were really good too. Mm. Trying to think. We also have Steady Smoking Barbecue. So this is really great Mexican barbecue fusion. Oh. Um, and I'm he's very on, intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> he, he does some amazing like brisket and that sort of thing, but he also has a vegan menu. <gasps> oh, hell yeah. Which is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I always like to kind of zone out whenever somebody talks about like food that I can't eat, but yeah. I'm like right back in. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> There's like poblano tacos that. Uh, oh my god! Oh, that sounds good. They're really good. So yeah, he's like. Where's he? The at? meatiest things you can get, and also these amazing. Right, vegan. super vegan. Um, yeah. So he actually recently had an injury, so he's oh. not anywhere right now. Oh. But he, oh, no. he will be back. Uh, he was at the Oak Park Farmers Market Wednesdays and Saturdays. Right now, he's on a little hiatus, oh, recovering. Okay. Get well soon. Yeah, and then we have the last one in production. Actually, we have two more. I'm sorry. We have Epice, which is a Puerto Rican style hot sauce, um, which is really nice. It's it's different than what you imagine, kind of, but it's like a low sodium hot sauce. It's French influence on it. It's it's very good. Wow! And then we have a side hustle pizza, which is mm-hmm. oh, cute. I like that name. Yeah, it's pizza, but really very good pizza. And are they at a farmers market or a food truck or something? They have been at boy, I'm blanking on the brewery right now, <laughs> but I think they're going on a break right now too. Oh, okay. Because it is side hustle, and mm. I believe he's starting a new job. Uh, oh, so okay. <laughs> the side hustle's going on the back burner for a little. Oh, bit. okay, okay. And That's side awesome. hustles in the name. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he's, when you have the free time, he's. Very very honest about it. So. Right. That's Good. really cool. So how did you get started with all of this? It seems like there's so much. Did it all just come about all at once or have you kind of like, I know you said you started in 2004. What happened in 2004 to get you where you are today? That's a great question. And I joined Alchemist a year ago. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, okay. So it's uh, it's not my story from the beginning, but I do know this story, thankfully. Good. But um, <laughs> yeah, it actually started, there were three UC Davis grad students who mm-hmm. um, wanted to see more fresh food in some areas that really didn't have food access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I believe they're first project was like a free farm stand. Oh, awesome. Like set up a pop-up tent yeah. and some tables and gave away produce. That grew and they, they kept trying different things. They they did corner store conversions for a while where they worked with um, kind of like corner liquor stores to get a fridge oh. with like fresh uh, fruit and vegetables on right. sale. Cool. And then it kind of eventually landed on the, the CalFresh at Farmer's Markets and mm. then that one really stuck. Uh-huh. And so I'd say Alchemist is kind of unique as a nonprofit because we do a lot of experimenting. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, we'll throw a lot of things at the wall and see what sticks. And we're, we're willing to abandon projects that just aren't working out that are learning opportunities then we find a good one we keep at it so yeah alchemist kitchen has been in development for i think three years five years total at mm-hmm. this point, uh, I was in planning for a while before it actually started and, you know, worked with a federal grant to work with UC Davis to do a feasibility study and all yeah. this prep work. Just amazing. The amount of work that went in right. designing uh-huh. it. And then, yeah, it's been in operation for two years. Jacob Sachs, our program manager on that, and mm-hmm. he helped create it. And it's just. So is it still the same guys, the three guys from. No, UC so Davis? none of them are there anymore. Oh, okay. um, oh, our operations director has been with Alchemist for like 12 years or something. like. She, was our, she was our ED before oh, uh-huh. okay. executive director. Um, and got tired of executive directing. <laughs> and so, I imagine it's a very tiring job for sure. And so we're very lucky that we have her in operations now. So cool. That's way cool. Oh, yeah. It's such a cool idea, um, you know, because 
it is such a problem, obviously, like food accessibility. Mm-hmm. I don't think you really, I definitely didn't understand, you know, just coming from just the life that I came from where there's just like food everywhere and like healthy food, you can, you know, get access to it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just like such a cool idea, mm-hmm. you know, and also like that it's been through a lot of things, you know, where it's like, and they've got different facets. So. Yeah, I do really guys, like that you guys experiment. Do you guys do stuff with the farmer's market over near the Arden Mall? Yeah, so we uh, provide the cow fresh at that market. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. So if you go and you see the booth, it's one of, it's our people there. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that farmer's market moved from X Street over to here. Right. It's so close. Because they're doing construction over there, obviously. But right. I'm happy that it's closer to here. Yeah, so, there, there needs to be a farmer's market in North Sac. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, we should goodness. probably, we should get working on that, I think. Because it's now in the Arden parking lot, mm-hmm. right? Is it just like full sun over there? Well, they have like, like the tents and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, a lot there's, of sun, though. There's not many mm-hmm. trees. Because I, I haven't no, been over since it moved. Mm-hmm. You know, because since it was under the freeway, there was like really shaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's supposed to be going back when the construction's done. Oh, okay. I will see if one, if it turns into two now. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that would be cool to like keep. Yeah, we need something over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We there's really enough do. space around here. We could figure out a spot to do it. Or even like a small one. It doesn't have to be ginormous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could do. You could start off small. And... Yeah, because they got uh, that big old park just down the road a right. little bit. So how, how do people like go, you know, like how does a community go about getting a farmer's market? That's a good question. So we don't really make farmer's markets normally. You know, we do the Cal Fresh access. Um, At farmer's markets. We, we did manage one the Mac Road market for a while oh, cool. until that property was developed into something else. Uh-huh. But that's that's a great question. I'd always welcome people to email us and we can help right, <laughs> connect yeah, right. you to the people who do. It's it's a bit of a process. Well, I'm sure I'm sure of it. And it's like yeah. yeah, just getting in touch with whoever. It's like who's the farmers market person? Well, you know. Yeah, and true. And if city. anybody listening has any information to further this, right. you can email us at theblueboxpod at gmail.com. Yes. yes, get us all hooked up. Yeah, you, tell tell us who to call if you get one started. We can come in and help you with CalFresh. Yeah, so cool. Sweet. Yeah, so where were you guys before you came to the boulevard, the, the alchemist, the physical actual kitchen? So we didn't have a kitchen before this one. Oh, cool. Uh, we had the incubator program, and then we realized we really needed to have a production space. Right. Um, there are spaces around town, but they, they're they not that affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a knock on those businesses. It's an expensive thing to run. Oh, for yeah. sure. Um, and people don't have grant funding. <laughs> you know, right. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we saw that our folks, like it's so hard to reach profitability or sustainability when you're paying $25 an hour to rent a kitchen oh my yeah. gosh mm. um, or paint like $8 a day for a shelf uh, you know right, to store your things right. on so um, and there are some like here and there you can if you're lucky you'll find a good spot you know mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Gabe at Burley was helping you know Boone's out for a while I think that oh, was a right. good setup mm-hmm. yeah there's a real need there's just not enough space and when people are not operating at full scale yet mm-hmm. it's just they need a really affordable kitchen right. so we were looking into that we'd actually been working on a really big project for the boulevard for about a year which isn't happening it didn't work out with the property owner but we made a lot of connections in the area, it was very much on our radar. And right. then we learned that the Ambrosia Catering Building was the Ambrosia was retiring, and so we got in there and picked up the lease for that space. And where's that at? That is eight eight two El Camino. Oh, okay. So, oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. So like El Camino and what? I mean, it's just off. It's just east of Del Paso. Okay. It's like across from Wiener cool. Schnitzel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. I know where that yeah. is. Not that I go there. I haven't been there. But. <laughs> I mean, Wiener Schnitzel is a hard building to miss yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> it's very recognizable. It's a pretty good landmark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that's cool. So like kitchen space specifically for small startup chefs or people who are wanting to, that's like something that's like in need because it's like you don't want mm-hmm. a restaurant, right? Right. You just want like a kitchen space. It doesn't have a storefront. It doesn't have like seating. It's just literally a kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. So do you guys have people coming in on like a regular basis? Like this person comes in only on Tuesdays and stuff like that or it does 
do people just kind of come in and like sign up for whatever's available? Yeah. So right now we've been in kind of a trial phase uh, for mm-hmm. a couple of months just to work out the kinks. Um, so we've had about seven businesses operating out of there. Cool. And we're actually in the next week or two, we're going to open it up to more. So we'll, I think we've got another 18 or 16 oh, awesome. spots to fill. Wow. Are you guys going to have like a 24 hour people able to come in whatever time yeah. they want? So we oh, have, sick. you know, it's keyless entry. They all have, right. you know, access that way. Mm-hmm. Um, good security system, <laughs> which is important. Yeah. But yeah, so that we have a, a booking software. There's there's oh, one out there cool. designed specifically for shared kitchens. Really? Yeah. So it's a uh, it's an industry around the right. country. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say awesome. that that's what a lot of times like you learn where you're like How, I didn't even know this all existed. Right. Right. But it's really nice because our kitchen can often accommodate two businesses at a time. It's, okay. it's big enough for that, and so as long as they don't need the same equipment. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you can book time and equipment. Oh. Okay. And everyone's in there on like a membership fee, so they get a certain allotment of hours per week to use. Mm-hmm. And so, and they, how does someone like become part of like if someone wanted to get into your guys's program or you know do the kitchen? Like, how do they do that? If they already have a business and need access to a kitchen right now, they could go to our website, which is alchemistkitchen.org, and there's a way to contact us with inf- interest. Okay, right. So we already have an interest list kind of building from people. Cool. Again, there's a lot of demand out there. Right. Right. If they want to go through our program, we actually are just yesterday opened up applications for our fall cohort. Nice. Cohort never comes out of my mouth the right way. Um, <laughs> and is that also just on your website? They find all that on your website? Yeah, they can find that on our, and our main website is alchemistcdc.org. Okay. You can kind of get to it from either of the sites, but alchemistcdc.org slash AMA, mm-hmm. like ask me anything, but it's Alchemist Micro Enterprise Academy. Okay. Um, awesome. You guys have will, a lot of words. We, we love words. We just keep using them and mixing them different ways. <laughs> But now's the chance to get in for the fall cohort. So love that. And when does, is there like a a end date for the applications to get cut off? You know, I should know that off the top of my head. Um, (laughs) I think it's like August 22nd. Okay. Um, So we're doing two info sessions a week right now. You have to go to an info session to apply. Well, you can't apply. We just won't accept you if you don't go to one. Um, And when are those happening? And those are every Tuesday and Wednesday night for the next several weeks. At the physical kitchen? uh, They're all on Zoom. Oh, thank you for asking. Super easy. And so the class itself is hybrid. It's mostly on Zoom. Mm-hmm. It started off physical. We pivoted in COVID. And then we found, you know, it's hard for people to get away two nights a week for a class. They have right. kids. They have those lectures are all Zoom based now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier to get to. And then we have occasional in-person events. Right. Some of the one-on-one coaching and that kind of oh, thing. Oh, okay. Very cool. Right. So is there any like upcoming events other than like the cohorts applications opening up? Or do you guys have anything exciting going on in the next while? We have a lot. Ooh. I'm trying to think what to pare down. <laughs> it's always exciting when we open the cohort. Um, that's fun to see. We, like I said, we're about to open up the kitchen to take on more right. businesses. So that's going to be a big jump. We also, the Capital Mall Farmer's Market, mm-hmm. which is not too far from here, but it's the only one in downtown right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't ever had CalFresh access. And we're about to have CalFresh at that starting in a few weeks. Awesome. So that's exciting. And then Very we've cool. got one more really big project in the works, but it's take, it takes too long to talk about right now. Oh, okay. gotcha. But, gotcha. So you may have to come back. Yep. Oh no, a second time on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for coming in because this uh, honestly like it's such a and I every single time we do the podcast I feel like I feel like this where I'm like learning yeah, so much. Yeah, that was super informa- in- informative. 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 That was super informative. I always aim to be a brochure. Yeah. <laughs> you succeeded for sure and you gave her new um I was going to say ice cream again. Goodness gracious, you gave her new cereal tips. I know. I already put peanut butter in ice cream. I got yeah. that. You know, join our program and learn how to start your peanut butter business done (gasps) done and done 
Trademark, trademark, yeah, patent that's pending, what I'm patent talking pending. About. <laughs> All right, so where can they find you? We talked about the website. Do you guys have social media? We do. If you look up Alchemist CDC, you'll probably find us. Awesome. Or if you go to alchemistcdc.org, that's our website where you add a slash contact us. Perfect. You can find all of our social from there too. Okay. And do awesome. most of the people that are in the program, like have, like those companies you talked about, they have Instagram and like social media and stuff? Yep. We've got a few more coming. If your, uh, your store needs some more Boulevard produced uh, products. Right. Absolutely. Here. We always Got need it. more Boulevard. Take stuff. all that we can get. I left out the candied jalapenos earlier. <gasps> oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Me and Jonathan just like made direct eye contact. <laughs> that, that's Epice too. So Puerto Rican hot sauce and candied jalapenos. Yes. Oh. Love it. I definitely don't want that. Yeah, seriously. You've given us so much to do, so much to think about. Spicy. Thank you so much for coming on, it's Sam. It's my pleasure. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, Sam. So I did want to know, um, mention something. Mm-hmm. We are, you know, we always kind of like this podcast, you know, we started like loosely um, and, you know, we really wanted to like build up some episodes. So we've been doing it every week, but going mm-hmm. forward, we're probably going to be doing it every other week. And honestly, nothing is like set in stone. Mm-hmm. If something comes up, we may post some more, but mm-hmm. it's not going to be like every single week always. So we will now be forward. a bi-weekly A bi-weekly, um, unless something crazy happens. And we just got to get an episode out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. So just so you guys know, like if there's a week where all of a sudden you're like, oh, where's the blue box pod? We're still here. We still love you. We're just doing every other week now. Yes. <gasps> we should also talk about how Sector 7 Salon <gasps> has a booth at SAC Anime. SAC Anime. So that's September 3rd through the 5th. Um, at the new convention center. At the brand new convention center. Sector 7 will have a booth and we will be advertising the salon. We'll be doing actually some hairstyling with hot tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may be having someone doing um, our nail girl, Kalisha, may be doing some nail decals. Cute. That's not confirmed, oh, but awesome. we could. We're going to talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. And so, yeah. So if you guys, if any of you guys are going to the SAC Anime, come check come by our booth mm-hmm. if you guys are not going to sack anime go to sack anime yeah <laughs> and then and, come by our booth and come see us because it's gonna be we'll be advertising the podcast and the salon but yeah so should we also talk about how we're gonna be on good morning or good day sacramento also well what? what's funny when we post this we would have already been on there yeah so are because, we just gonna be like go to the website to see yeah so hopefully some of you guys will see us on good day sacramento tomorrow and if you are listening to this now hopefully we'll have a it on our instagram because typically they'll you know make a little youtube clip yeah something Mm -hmm. real cute that we can put on our highlights Mm -hmm. and whatnot it's going to be airing on a july 22nd at 9 a.m i believe we're going live it'll be a live segment so sierra and i hopefully since we do a podcast we can figure out how to be on live air but i don't (laughs) i can't promise anything from myself Sierra's probably going to be okay. Though. I'm like, I'll be doing a blowout, but I'll talk. Like, we can flip the flop, baby. Um, so, yeah, just check us out Yeah, on, you know, just... Everything. Uh, everything. <laughs> yeah, where can they find us, CC? They can find us at Sector7Salon.com, DPBPartnership.com, and on Instagram at Blue Blocks Podcast, at Sector7, and at Del Paso Boulevard. I did want to mention, too, that we are actually sponsored by Del Paso Boulevard. That's- are we really? It is true. That is why we we always pump them up because they they actually sponsor us and they help this show be produced. So. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah. We have an official partnership. We have a sponsor. A you guys. Sponsor. We're coming up. 
Moving on up. We're coming up. Moving on up. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in, Sam. We had a great time. And yeah. We'll see y'all next week. Don't forget to hashtag keep Del Paso authentic. Let's do it. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Actually, no, not next week, the week after. Bye. (laughs) Bye.